This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. and gentlemen, Jack Posobiec here in for Stephen K. Bannon. Steve is on assignment right now. The transurrection, that's what you're seeing. Images from Kentucky, images from Nashville, Tennessee, the same city, Nashville, Tennessee, that just saw the horrific attack, a Christian massacre right in America's heartland targeted because they were Christian. Three children, three adults were also being told at this hour that there is a lockdown on Joint Base Andrews just outside of Washington, D.C., where Air Force One is situated. Joint Base Andrews posting an armed individual has been reported near base housing. Stay away from base housing. Initiate lockdown procedures. Individual is a white male wearing a purple sweatshirt, black shorts, carrying an AR-15 style rifle with no orange tip. Orange tip would denote uh, either either a dummy round, or, you know, a dummy gun, or or like it was a training rifle. So we will continue to monitor that situation. But we're joined now by Kash Patel, uh, former advisor to the president, 
uh, federal prosecutor, Cash. When you see these images coming to us from the Nashville State Capitol, from the Kentucky State Capitol, they were in Oklahoma last uh, about one month ago, right? It, it, it just it just says to me that, of course, we got to throw the book at these guys, right? They've got to be given no bail. They've got to be locked up, federal detention, right? Those are the new rules, right? Those are the new rules. What's going on here? Yeah, look, it's great to be with you, and thanks for having me on the show. And I did something uh, interesting. I had seen the videos previously, but while you were doing the opening, I just listened to the audio. I didn't watch it. And I just listened uh, for, for evidentiary value to say what's going on in this video just from a or just from a hearing standpoint. What you heard was screaming. What you heard was breaking of property. What you heard was threatening violence. And that type of conduct, if you rewind the clock to January 6th, is what led dozens and dozens and dozens of Americans to be held detained without bond pending trial. If that's the standard that the Justice Department has set in one setting, then that should be the standard that applies across the board. Now, you and I, of course, know better. There's a two-tier system of justice. It depends entirely who the victim is and who the aggressor is and what their political orientations are and how the left-wing media wants to treat them. So um, we're talking about disparate instances here. I don't suspect that it will be treated as it should be, um, but that, again, points to the two-tier system of justice that I think everyone in America finally now agrees. You've been reporting on it for years. We've been talking about it together for a long time. But now even the hard left-wing fanatics can't disagree, at least privately, that there's a second system of justice. Well, Cash, what they're using, this is the friend-enemy distinction. So this is politics through mm. not the the ballot box, not through debate on the floor. It's the friend-enemy distinction as applied to the criminal justice system. This is why, mm -hmm. this is where you get the statue of justice's blame. I mean, you got a guy on trial right now in Brooklyn, New York, for posting memes. They're they're saying that in this, in this Restrict Act, which I, I support taking action against TikTok, but they're putting in the Restrict Act that the government would have, and I think this is a poison pill, would have the ability to go after anyone uh, that they view as potentially, you know, sympathetic to foreign adversaries, whatever that <laughs> means. Um, so obviously they're trying to widen this aperture and they're using it. It's clear that you, are you a friend of the regime or are you an enemy of the regime? And if you are a friend of the regime, then you'll be slapped on the wrist. You'll given, you'll be given, you know, you got to pay a fine maybe, or even if, if that, in some cases, like we saw when Antifa attacked President Trump's inauguration on December, or excuse me, January 20th, 2017, mm -hmm. I was there, my wife, she was my fiance at the time, my brother, uh, they stormed the road as we were trying to get across. They were attacking vehicles, smashing Starbucks. They were apologized to by the city of Washington and given a $1.7 million settlement backed by the ACLU from the city of Washington, D.C., which is, of course, a federal district, actually. That's how bad this is. So it wouldn't surprise me that if any of these people were arrested as well, that they would be given as well the same type of treatment, an apology and probably a settlement cash. But, you know, we're, we're on a day where, so Jacob Chansley, so Q Jacob Chansley is released today. We've seen the footage from him, and, and we're, I understand that you know his release today wasn't directly related to that footage coming out. But the fact that you did have McCarthy and Tucker put this footage out, then the release comes. I think the American people are starting to wake up to this situation. Do you see that happening as well? 
Yeah, look, there are no coincidences in government. And we can go back to the surveillance program and the Restrict Act and how 702 is coincidentally about to be shuttered while they're trying to leverage open a new gap to uh, surveil American citizens unlawfully, in my opinion. But when, you, when you're talking about Jacob Chansley, yeah, look, as a federal former public defender and prosecutor who knows how to sentencing schemes work, and it's ultimately up to the Bureau of Prisons when that individual is released. And it cannot be just a sheer coincidence, in my opinion, that he was released to a halfway house, which is essentially like being released to your home. It's just a little bit more type of monitoring situation, but it's not a prison. And I think it's a culmination of events. Uh, the disclosure of exculpatory evidence for so many January 6th defendants, videos that still need to come out, information about government informants, police officers, and FBI agents, and assets involved in the lead up to January 6th. It just came out at the Proud Boys trial that an FBI Metro Police informant was involved like we had suspected the entire time. That sort of shocked even the judge in that case. So these things are finally culminating because we keep reporting the facts and the truth. And the left has tried to drain us out with hypocrisy and uh, hyperbole. And I think these events will culminate in a, in some case involving a January 6th defendant where we see a gross miscarriage of justice proven that is the prosecutorial misconduct by withholding evidence of innocence to a person that should never have been withheld uh, without bond in the first place. And I think we're about to get there. Now, Cash, let's let's go back to this this transurrection phenomenon, because we're seeing it happen in state after state where these laws have been passed. Now, in Kentucky, that's a red state that has a blue governor. So Bashir, the governor there, who's a Democrat, even though Kentucky's generally a, a conservative state, uh, they have the conservative legislature. He overrode the bill on these mm -hmm. trans procedures banning it, or excuse me, the, the legislature overrode his veto. The legislature overrode his veto. So that's what we're told triggered the transurrection there, which was yesterday, where they had their own trans shaman, uh, a troon shaman, if you will, a troonsurrection that was taking place in Kentucky. Then in Nashville, Tennessee, you had it again today, only, I mean, just several miles away from where this Christian school was. This is also the same place where they've called for the Trans Day of Vengeance. They're calling for that in Washington, D.C., where I'm at right now, uh, at the Supreme Court this Saturday. But do you remember, mm -hmm. Cash, that on January 6th, we were told, where's the president? Why won't the president denounce this? Why won't the president call in his supporters? Well, guess what? Because Joe Biden, last time I checked, he had Dylan Mulvaney. He had all of these people. He put out a proclamation today. He didn't say, please stop the violence when we had a day where there are bodies still warm from the shooting that took place on Monday. He didn't do that. He put out a proclamation supporting the trans community. And then you had Karine Jean-Pierre sitting there in the, the briefing room of the White House saying the trans community is under attack. This is gaslighting like I've never seen. No, you're absolutely right. From the biggest podium, from the biggest mouthpiece in the world, the White House press briefing room and the president's spokesperson and the president himself. That's it. That's the biggest podium. That's the biggest megaphone you have. And they are mis- handling yet another national security crisis. Joe Biden could have chosen to go down to Tennessee and visit the law enforcement community that ended up saving so many lives, but also more importantly, visited the families of three children that were murdered and three adults that were murdered. This DOJ could have come out and said, like they normally would have, we are investigating this incident for a possible hate crime and a possible act of domestic terrorism, yet Merrick Garland is absolutely quiet on that. I'm not saying they need to come to that conclusion within 24 hours, but that's what they would have done had the targets well, of this Cash, violence 
indifferent. Cash, let me ask you this. So we're told that the FBI and the FBI has admitted at this point, War Room actually broke the story that the FBI had the manifesto. Why haven't they released the manifesto? Why won't they really, why won't the FBI release this thing? No, you're right. And it's, it goes back to the two tier system of justice. If it was a manifesto for a crazy right wing MAGA guy doing some act of violence, uh, it would have been released, uh, immediately. And so we have to go in there and do what we always do. We got to go in there and demand its release. We have to subpoena it. We have to force the government to produce it. And then we will find out and have more questions for the FBI. I bet, I don't know, I haven't seen it, to say, if you had this information, why didn't you tell the public this was, in fact, a hate crime you're investigating? That this was, in fact, an actual act of domestic terrorism, not someone that you manufactured who was a Trump supporter and then padded your statistics and lied to Congress, Chris Ray, about domestic terrorism being on the rise. Maybe this is an actual case of domestic terrorism that the president and the president's spokesperson should be talking about, should be telling the communities across America in faith-based schools and other schools, every school, that your schools need to be safeguarded. That's of paramount importance, but they're not. They care more about this rally that's going on on Saturday, and the president of the United States is egging it on. Let's see how the fake news mafia reacts, and let's see what happens on this Saturday, because I bet you the president will be just a few blocks away. He might be vacationing or sleeping in Delaware, but um, I'm not sure of his pending schedule, but he has done nothing to tamp it down, and he has done nothing, no, him, Merrick Garland, and Chris Ray, have done absolutely nothing to appease their fa- their or the claims. situation temp- they're fanning the flames and they're telling us that the trans community is under attack when actually it's the Christian community. It's the faith-based community that's under attack. Cash, we got about a minute left Tell for people that are so upset about this, about what's going on. How do we fight back? What can people do? This, this, what you're doing, what Steve Bannon is doing, what everybody on Real America's Voice and other great outlets are doing. It's hard to win the narrative when we've been fighting disinformation for the last six, seven years from Russiagate to Jan 6 to Ukraine impeachment one and two. But we are changing the minds of Americans every day by showing them a two-tier system of justice exists. That's why I think Donald Trump has made it such a centerpiece of his campaign and how much he talked about it in Waco, Texas. And the more and more people we show that the two-tier system of justice exists, the more and more voters we have empowered in 2024 to defeat it. That's great. The website, remember, is fightwithcash.com, right? Yeah, that's it. Fightwithcash.com. Go get that. Make sure you are getting the number one single in America, Justice for All, Donald Trump and the J6 Choir. Keep it going. Cash Patel, God bless, man. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right, take care. We will be back. Kerry Sheffield, we're going to keep an eye on what's going on to Andrew. Spread the word Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. within both parties about how to move forward on the question of what to do about TikTok, whether to ban it, whether to protect it, or how to handle it. Just yesterday on the Senate floor, you saw an unusual spat between the Republican Senator Josh Hawley, who asked for unanimous consent for his bill to ban TikTok. He was met with resistance from Senator Rand Paul, a fellow conservative Republican who said it would be unconstitutional, politically unwise, and that uh, the Senate should not ban TikTok, that he said that freedom can survive some dance video, which is how he put it. Now, among Democrats, you're also seeing some unusual divisions play out. I see three different categories, uh, three different camps emerging here. There are those on the progressive left, including Jamal Bowman. He was joined uh, just a few days ago by Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who went viral in her first TikTok video calling for protecting the app. Let's play some of what she had to say. To me, the solution here is not to ban an individual company, but to actually protect Americans from this kind of egregious data harvesting that companies can do without your significant ability to say no. Also among Democrats, you see another camp, including some senior Democrats on the House Energy and Commerce Committee, like Jan Schakowsky, saying what's necessary is comprehensive legislation involving privacy and foreign technology. She worries that if you ban TikTok, it's just going to benefit their competitors like Facebook and Instagram, who you know uh, also have concerns, also present concerns about data privacy. And finally, you have this category of Democrats who say this is a national security threat. This needs to be banned. That is Senator Mark Warner. That is Congressman Raja Krishnamurti. Morthy. I talked to Senator Warner uh, just recently, just yesterday, and he said the difference between Facebook and TikTok is that Facebook is not bound by Chinese law that says you have to give them Americans uh, and users data if they ask for it. That's a big, uh, that's a categorical difference, which is why there's such momentum on Capitol Hill uh, within both parties still to ban it. You have uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, as well as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who have expressed concerns for some sort of crackdown, but they have not gotten behind a specific bill. Uh, one uh, uh, senator I talked to, the Republican John Thune, uh, the second-ranked member, said there is a time crunch here. Uh, 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 you know, TikTok has been ramping up its lobbying efforts on Capitol Hill. They seem to be having an impact. Uh, big question is, what bill do they move? And, uh, you know, is it going to be too late once they try? So what they're doing with this TikTok ban, it's, it's important. And it's important to fight the Chinese influence, the CCP influence that we've seen throughout the United States. And of course, we know there's so much money floating around this city, around Washington, D.C., the Chinese money that's going on to all these lobbies. But people need to understand that what they've put into this Restrict Act is a poison pill, this idea that they can use it to prosecute people, to go after Americans for posting things online, like this guy up in Brooklyn who's on trial right now for a meme, for posting memes of Hillary Clinton. This is the United States of America. We don't prosecute people criminally for having t-shirts that we don't like. We don't prosecute people for speech. That's literally what makes us the United States of America and sets us apart. Now, by the way, we are keeping, before we go to our next guest, I want to let everybody know that we are keeping an eye on this 
this situation over at Joint Base Andrews. This is the home of Air Force One. I checked. Uh, President Biden does not have any travel today, but he does have travel tomorrow, so he's not expected to use Air Force One. We don't think that that lockdown will affect him. We have n- we don't have any information yet as to what is going on. But of course, we're going to keep it on the back burner in case anything pops up. But I wanted to bring in our next guest to talk about this. She is a senior fellow at the Independent Women's Forum. It's Carrie Sheffield. You guys know her. You guys love her. Carrie, you've got a piece in the New York Post right now that's I, I read it. I thought it was fascinating because we've we talk about these things that are what makes America America. But the problem is we don't agree on that anymore at all, do we? No, no. And so for this piece, I looked at the latest survey data uh, from a survey that's been around for a quarter century now. Um, the Wall Street Journal was, does it with the University of Chicago, and they found it's the lowest support for the concepts of patriotism, hard work, having children, faith in God or religion, um, and just the basic concepts that made America America for over 200 years were at this low point. And in the piece I quoted, I I got the quote actually, because Ronald Reagan, um, we just celebrated, well, it's kind of a grim celebration, but 40 years ago, Ronald Reagan called, it was basically the evil empire speech that Ronald Reagan called out the the Soviet empire as socialism, that it was evil. And he used it in religious language when he was speaking to the evangelical broadcasters. And he, he quoted from Lenin, and he said, Lenin said that morality is entirely subordinate to the interests of class war. Everything is moral that is necessary for the annihilation of the old exploiting social order and for the uniting the proletariat. So the key is, you know, the annihilation of the old exploiting or social order. And that's essentially what's happened to our country from within, that the socialism and the Marxism has taken over and it's rotting our institutions from within to the point where we're so demoralized. And it's and it's kind of so sad that, you know, part of why I think, you know, from the conservative side, why there is less faith in our country and, and just kind of less uh, trust. So one of the other things they looked at was that it said um, tolerance for others uh, was very important for 80% of Americans as recently as four years ago, and that's only fallen to 58%. So there's this erosion of trust because a lot of us are like, how can we trust these institutions that are in many cases hostile to us and lying to us and shutting us down with COVID. Um, you know, and that's sort of the impulse as conservatives is oh, we want to protect institutions, but the, if the institutions are so corrupt, um, that's the, the issue on the right. But on the left, they want to fundamentally dismantle everything that made America exceptional. And that's what I think is so terrifying about this new data. Now, Carrie, how do you combine? So take this is what I want people to do is I want to take this data that you're looking at, this huge decline in American values, patriotism, belief in God, having families, um, and then combine that with the events of this week, the horrific events of this week, the Christian massacre in Tennessee at the hands of a, a transgender woman, deeply disturbed individual, 
these transurrections that are going on, one in Kentucky, one in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, that I think just ended moments ago, uh, another one in Oklahoma last week, the tra- or last month, the Trans Day of Vengeance that's supposedly going to be taking place here in Washington, D.C. Is this a new ideology? Are there new ideologies that are trying to take hold and, in fact, compete for that top position in our country? I think so. I mean, I, I think just the 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 brashness, the uh, the fact that one of the major trans groups in response to this horrific massacre in Tennessee, their response was essentially to say, oh, hate has consequences as if somehow these Christians deserve to be murdered because that's the consequence of their of their hate uh, for transgender individuals. I mean, it's disgusting. I, I think also the fact that the president of the United States makes a joke about it also that he joked, you know, he was asked, was this a targeting of Christians? And he said, he joked, he joked, he said, well, if Josh Hawley believes it was Christians targeting, then no, I don't. I mean, how disgusting is that? That's that's the president of the United States making light of people being murdered simply to make a political hit on Josh Hawley. Um, I think to tie though, back to the survey though, um, it, it reminded me again of something that Lenin said also, which is we repudiate all morality that proceeds from supernatural ideas that are outside class conceptions. So Marxist Leninist ideology is fundamentally atheistic by nature. And the fact that the survey is tracking such a steep decline in faith in God and religion um, I think it's no accident that we're having such, uh, again, mental illness, suicide ideation. Like last year, you had record numbers of teenage girls and boys reporting feeling suicidal and depression. And and then you also have data. Again, this is data hard science showing that if you go to church and you participate in religion, you actually have far better mental health. So you're seeing the erosion of these traditional institutions of faith and family, and then you wonder why um, why you have these out- outcomes. And it's like, by your fruits, you will know them. And that's, 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 you, Lenin wanted to dismantle faith in God. He wanted to have any, like the entire morality coming from himself and coming from these, you know, benevolent dictators such as himself, which is what the CCP is also. It's the same atheistic well, and- impulse. And, and that's exactly right, Carrie, because what what you need to do for any Marxist coup or Marxist revolution to take place, to take shape in any country, you know, my, my wife, everybody knows we talk about, she comes from the Soviet Union. Uh, my family's Polish by background. So, you know, it, communism is near and dear to our, our stories. Um, that you have to always have that setup of the oppressor class versus the oppressed class. And so it's the oppressors versus the oppressed. And so the oppressors are the ones that always are committing those acts of, of evil, of, of transgression. The oppressed, they're, anything they do, even crime, even a shooting, even a mass shooting like this that we saw this week, it's being done in response to the oppression. So morally, it is not the same. It is simply an act of revolution against the oppression. And that's why you'll see groups like this actually co-signing this. They'll say, well, we disagree, but at the same time, we need to understand the root causes of this anger. We need to understand the root causes of why someone uh, was 
wasn't accepted by her her church and her family and these these wayward backward Christians. Again, they're using these as the same way that in the past the original Marxists would use class distinctions. Now, what did they use? They use race and gender. It's always race and gender because when you live in a country like the United States or in the West in general, where you have a strong middle class. You don't have those sort of like the you know the the old proletariat bourgeoisie doesn't exactly fit in the way they wanted it to. So you have to come up with other distinctions and you're creating new forms of this. Carrie, we've got about a minute left. Where can people go to find the piece and where can people go to follow you and get your coordinates? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, so yeah, the piece is at newyorkpost.com on the opinion page. The headline is called America's Soft Revolution Away from Everything That's Made Us Great. Uh, I got a link to the survey. You can read the uh, the Wall Street Journal report, which has the original data there too. Um, and I am at Carrie Sheffield and look forward to connecting. Carrie Sheffield, thank you so much for your work. Thank you so much for your voice. God bless. Everybody go. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you go and read this piece. We'll be right back. Dr. Seb Borka will be with us. It's out in the 2024 primary. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, Stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we just did a last segment talking about the rise of communism and Bolshevism in America. And during the break, we had some breaking news. So here we are live on the war room reporting that the grand jury in New York City, according to the New York Times, has voted to indict President Donald J. Trump in a probe into the Stormy Daniels payment. Mr. Bragg and his lawyers will likely attempt to negotiate Mr. Trump's surrender, according to the Times. If he agrees, it will raise the prospect of the former president with the Secret Service in tow being photographed and fingerprinted in the bowels of a New York state courthouse. The leading frontrunner, 
the opposition candidate to the sitting resident of the White House is being indicted. The leading challenger of the opposition party. And for someone to explain communism to us, fortunately, we have an expert. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is with us. Dr. Gorka, are you surprised that this day has come? Are you surprised at all? Well, Jack, I'm surprised uh, at the tactical level because of the reports we had just two days ago that the grand jury was being being postponed for a whole month. That doesn't happen with grand juries unless it's the heat of summer. So that was a sign that Alvin Bragg had maybe bitten off more than he could chew. But I'm not surprised at the strategic level, Jack, because... They have to take him down. Remember what this man said. I was there at Mar-a-Lago when he announced, not only did he say, I'm running again, he said, for example, that I'm going to suggest, I'm going to put in motion a constitutional amendment to have term limits in America, and I'm going to ban members of Congress from becoming lobbyists. I said to myself then, he has now declared war on the deep state. They have to destroy him. The idea that we will have representative government in America, that we will not have a permanent class, a political class of politicians who can't make themselves multi-multi-millionaires whilst they're in office and after they're in office, he has to be taken down. So whether it's the Georgia case, whether it's the January 6th case, or whether it's now the Manhattan DA, this was inevitable, Jack. Why? Because there's one man who has the wherewithal to destroy the Permian bureaucracy. It's my former boss, President Trump, and he has to be stopped. That's really why this is happening, Jack. And you know that as well as anyone. That's exactly right. You know, my my wife coming from, again, the Soviet Union, having that background, I mean, she said to me, and she's tweeted this too, um, that the minute that she saw the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the yeah. minute that that happened, she, she said, well, I know exactly what's going to happen next. They're going to do some investigating. They're going to say, oh, we found some corruption. We found some some documents. We found the, we've got it right here. We've got the, you know, we've got the facts. And then the arrest comes next. And then they try to put you behind bars. What, because there are parts of the world where this goes on every single day. Because And they're called banana republics. It's called the third world or parts of the world that used to be called the communist communist world. We are we were supposed to be the free world. We were supposed to be the world where these things didn't happen, where we dealt with this type of stuff at the ballot box. But we're not that world anymore, or at least we're not that world as of today, are we now? Are we Dr. Gorka? Well, let's be clear. There are parts of the world where this happens all the time, especially with people who aren't famous, who aren't rich, who just want to live their lives, whether it's the Uyghurs in China, whether it's the people who believe in democracy in Venezuela or Cuba or North Korea. This isn't just, you know, run of the mill Leventi Beria tactics of show me the man and I will find you the crime. As you said at the beginning, to use a British phrase, this isn't just a former president who got more votes than any incumbent president since the American Revolution and the founding of this nation. This is the leader of the opposition. You look at the local polling. I mean, forget Ron DeSantis. President Trump is between 20 to 40 points in front of the second person, you know, possible candidate. He is the putative leader of the opposition, a former president. This is the enormity of the situation. So we are galled 
when people like Mark Houck, a pro-life activist, has his home raided by armed officers of the FBI as his seven children are screaming and crying, don't take our father away, simply because he's a pro-life preacher. But this is a man who has promised to do what? He's promised in his recent videos to totally dismantle the administrative state, the deep state, the unaccountable bureaucracy. This is nothing but a power play. And look, uh, Americans see through this. Look at the, the, the president's popularity. He, he's, he's as popular as he's ever been. And the man he's running against in the latest poll is more unpopular than he's ever been bar for one poll in the last two years. This is Soviet tactics. This is KGB tactics. This is Stasi tactics. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like that scene from Star Wars, the OG Star Wars, Jack, where the Ben only Kenobi Star says, you know, you strike me down, Darth, and I will be more powerful than I've ever been before. Why? What happens with this indictment? Whether whether he's taken down... I, look, here's my request. Director of, of, the, of the Secret Service, have some balls and tell them that you're not taking your principal that you are re responsible for down to central booking with the whores, with the drug addicts, with the bank robbers. He will not be fingerprinted and cuffed in Manhattan. You can do that remotely or somewhere else. But whatever happens, what is the one big take home, Jack? With this indictment, President Trump's mantra, his platform, among everything else, that the deep state is real, and has to be destroyed, has just been empirically demonstrated. Right. We exactly now right. have, as of nine minutes ago, the proof that the deep state exists and the person they are most afraid of is my former boss. So, you know, on a strategic scale, look, on a tactical scale, we know why they did it, because they detest this man. They must destroy him. On a strategic level, they've probably made him more powerful than any man in American history. Dr. Gorka, what, what should the response be from other Republicans right now, elected officials across the country, other folks that are looking yeah. to potentially, uh, we have some folks that have announced for the uh, for potentially running in 2024, Vivek Ramaswamy, for example, has been completely outspoken against this indictment, but there have been other people that weren't so outspoken, some people who even seemed like they were going along with it. What should their response be? Well, let, let me kind of flip that question. And God bless Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm on, I was on several um, Twitter spaces with, with him right away after you know the Bragg news uh, leaked. And he said, this is an outrage. This is political persecution. So God bless Vivek. Um, this, uh, it's not a question of what should the response be. Everybody knows this is a travesty. This is an insult to the concept of rule of law. But the really interesting thing is for the next 24, 48 hours, this is where the wheat gets separated from the chaff, Jack. This is where we'll see who the real patriots are, who the real lovers of America, of rule of law, of equality before God and the judicial system. Why? Look at what Ron DeSantis did on the Monday after the first announcement. This is a not just, uh, you know, the governor of the state in which the president resides, where Mar-a-Lago is, this is a former JAG, 
a former judge advocate general officer in the Navy who should care about the law. And instead of saying this is a travesty, he says, I'm not going to get involved, which is weird because Donald Trump, the president, lives in your state. And then not once, twice, he makes that snarky barb about hush money for porn stars. No, 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 Ron. It was an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. I, I'm no porn star. I signed an NDA with the Trump organization, just like she did. Why? Because I was a national security advisor to the Trump campaign. So this is when you saw the real Ron DeSantis, and this is why his ratings, his polling is plummeting, because they saw it's just another politician. So what should they do from Kevin McCarthy on down? Of course, Mitch McConnell's not going to do it because he wants to get rid of Donald Trump. We should see real Americans, real patriots, real conservatives say, this is a travesty. This is police state tactics, and we will not stand for it. That's what we should hear. But Jack, this is going to be a fascinating 24 hours because now everyone, the the scales are going to be torn from our eyes. We are going to see who are the politicians, who are the grifters, and who are the America first patriots. This is a time of sorting. Everyone says they're a patriot until it's time to do patriot things. Everyone wants to beat their chest and wrap themselves in the flag and say, I'm a patriot. I will stand up. Will you stand for this? Will you stand for this and allow for the first time ever in American history that we have not just a former president, but a leading presidential contender, the leading contender by what, 30, 40 points in some of these latest polls, by and far the lead, and in fact, actually leading the sitting president in general election polls to be indicted. And not, by the way, for the the killing of thousands of seniors like Andrew Cuomo or some of these other folks who've committed actual crimes over what we're, we're, we're told is a paperwork filing error. This is a joke. We are, lo- with the republic is dead. As far as I'm concerned, this is not a republic anymore. This well, it's is a look, it's not dead now. yet because it, it depends upon us. So, you know, let's not be like the uh, editorial page, the the cuckolded conservatives at the Wall Street Journal who on the editorial page a week ago said, oh, no, 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 don't protest. That's a bad idea. Uh, no, they want us to think we don't have our rights. This is when we peacefully protest. Let's think of what a kind of day this has been. I have never, I've been on Twitter a long time. I tweeted one thing out this morning at, at 10 a.m., the news that 14 months early, Jacob Chansley, the January 6th shaman, is being released from prison because of the exculpatory evidence that Kevin McCarthy and Tucker released. That, why? I, I tweeted that, Jack, and I got a million, a million impressions in like six hours. I've never had that on a tweet, more than a million million views. Why is that? One of my team members live on radio said, because Jacob Chansley is the symbol of injustice in America and the existence of the police state. The idea that Americans can respond to that great news the way they did in just a matter of a few hours should mean we redouble our efforts. We should be demonstrating peaceably right now to tell those in power 
the spirit of 1776, equality between the bit uh, before the law, because we are made in the image of our Creator, stands to this day. And the man who got 74 million votes will not be treated like a political prisoner, like Jacob Chansley was. So, guys, it's up to us. The Republic is on a knife edge. You are right. But it's not dead yet, and it's up to us. And this is a good sign. Why? Because it tells you how deathly afraid they are of President Trump, which is why he needs to be back in the White House, and we need to get him there, and we need to be politically engaged now and for the next 22 months. Dr. Gorka, we are the last 45 seconds. Give everyone your coordinates. Final message. Uh, you can find me everywhere. I'm on True Social. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. The website is sebgorka.com. You can listen to my daily radio show on the Salem News Network across the nation. It's called America First. Get it on whatever pat pl- uh, um, podcast platform you use. And my message is this. It's a very simple one. And you know this as, as, as a, a man of Polish descent. And, and uh, my parents, my dad escaped from a communist prison in the Hungarian Revolution. There is nowhere else to run. This is it. There is nowhere else to run. We must save the Republic. The final stand of freedom in the world. Come back. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. Stephen K. Bath. All right, folks, Stephen K. Bannon is out on assignment. Jack Posobiec, the host of Human Events Daily, in for Steve. A historic day. Former President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, indicted in New York City. Bolshevism has arrived to American shores. We've got Mike Davis on the line. Mike, unpack this for us. What is this indictment? What do we know about the charges? What does the process look like for here? Well, the Democrats have crossed the Rubicon here with George Soros-funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg apparently bringing an indictment against President Trump for settling a nuisance claim back in 2016. This is routine for business people to settle nuisance claims. Alvin Bragg is apparently turning this into a 
federal campaign finance violation by bootstrapping laws, it is insane what he is doing here. Well, they, Alvin Bragg, when he worked for the New York Attorney General's office, pushed the prior Manhattan DA to decline these charges. The Manhattan U.S. Attorney's office declined these charges. The Federal Election Commission declined these charges. And so now you, you have uh, Alvin Bragg taking a million dollars from George Soros to get elected as the Manhattan DA, the Democrat DA, and now he's uh, he's uh, bringing these charges, trumped up charges for this non-crime of settling a civil matter back in 2016. But how do they Daniels. how do they take it from a civil matter to a criminal matter? How do they make it a felony? Explain to that because I still I still can't quite get it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I haven't seen the actual indictment or the charges on paper, but I've, I've seen the news reports. Essentially, they're trying to say that Trump, that this was an illegal campaign contribution to his 2016 campaign that was not reported. And he's and Bragg apparently is going to cobble together New York statute along with federal statute to to turn this into a federal or to, to turn this into a campaign finance violation under New York law, it's, it is completely bogus. It's a bogus charge uh, that, that he's bringing. It's, it's laughable, and it's actually going to backfire spectacularly, both in court and politically, for Bragg. I mean, this, this may make Bragg a hero among the limousine liberals in Manhattan, but this is really going to damage the Democrat Party because Alvin Bragg is going to do the impossible here. He's going to make Donald Trump sympathetic, which I didn't think was ever possible. But that's that's what's going to happen after these bogus charges against President Trump. I think the backlash will be swift. And I think you're already seeing that in the polling numbers. I said at CPAC, there's one man who's been defamed, smeared, lied about, attacked, investigated and prosecuted more than every single member of the MAGA movement combined. And if the swamp and the regime hates him that much, it's because he's the one man that can actually stand up and lead this movement and fight them and win. Mike Davis, thank you so much for being here with us, for unpacking with us and being here on this historic day. I want to switch gears really quickly. We've got Scott Pressler on almost only a couple of minutes left in the segment. But Scott, uh, your, your quick reaction, of course, your initial reaction to this, and then I want to get into Wisconsin. Well, it's clear, Jack, they have crossed the Rubicon. And if they can come after President Trump, they can come after every single one of us. And they will. And this is only with us having a narrow majority in the House of Representatives. If we are unsuccessful in 2024, it's going to be every single person that was standing for freedom, that was fighting against the liberal establishment. We will be on the list and they will come for every single one of us. Why is it then that this this race that you've been fo- laser focused on in Wisconsin, why is Wisconsin such a key to taking back our country? Why are you focused on this race so much? Right now, the court is four to three conservative. Our conservative is retiring. If we are unable to elect Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th, that court will flip four to three liberal. Now, why should you care at home? Number one, we have voter ID laws here in Wisconsin. The number one issue people care about is election integrity. You hear me loudly and clearly. If we don't elect Justice Daniel Kelly, your voter ID laws in Wisconsin are gone. Your proof of residency in Wisconsin, which is required to register to vote, is gone. Unmanned drop boxes were deemed 
illegal by the conservative court. If we don't elect Justice Daniel Kelly, there will be unmanned drop boxes in Milwaukee and Madison going into 2024. Hunting rights are on the ballot. School choices on the ballot. And to every DeSantis and Trump supporter who are having loud battles right now about 2024, if you even want to have the shot at electing a president in 2024, then we must win with Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th. We can't lose sight of this important critical race. And I'm telling you, this would be a shot peacefully at the deep state. This would be telling George Soros that Wisconsin is not for sale Get everyone you know out to vote in Wisconsin for Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th. There you go, April 4th. Scott, where can people go for more information? They can go to myvote.wi.gov in order to find the early voting location or voting on April 4th. They can also go to justicedanielkelly.com to learn more about the justice and how they can support him in this election. All right, Scott Pleasure. God bless. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your voice. You know, folks... I'd like to send a message. You know, I didn't know I was going to be hosting War Room today. I didn't know this was going to happen today. So this is this is just me without any, you know, any preconceived, uh, you know, no statements or anything like that. But do you honestly think that this makes us scared? Do you honestly think that we're worried about this? Do you honestly think that we don't see exactly what this is? We're not the ones who are scared. You are. You are the ones who are scared of us. You're scared of this movement. You're scared that we've got the receipts, that we've got the drop on you. And this movement is getting bigger and bigger. And no matter what you do, no matter what you've thrown at us over the last eight years, no matter what you've thrown at President Donald Trump, at Steve Bannon, at myself, at Roger Stone, at General Flynn, at Paul Manafort, at all the rest of us, we still keep getting bigger and we still keep coming back every single time. And these patriots, from the people of East Palestine to the people of Waco to the people of Pennsylvania, all across this entire nation, we see you. And you know what we say? Bring it on. Bring on every piece of this because every single red-blooded American is about to get activated peacefully and patriotically. God bless and have a good night. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. 
It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 